Welcome to the Youth Pastors Are Pastors 2 podcast. Recorded in Central Texas. Broadcasting to the world. Join your hosts and their weekly guests for insight, advice, guidance, and ideas to help your ministry flourish and help you take care of yourself. Now, with a combined 35 years of ministry experience, your hosts, Jacob Taylor and Jeremy Hellums. You know, I ended up the last episode telling you that we would record next week if you fixed <laughs> your microphone. Yes, 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 I, I recall. And it is now Thursday. <laughs> and I guess... We, yeah. And look what, I got in the, look what I got in the mail. Yes, we have upgraded your microphone. And thanks to FedEx, yeah. it was delayed. You sound better. Very much so. Well, said, thank you. You don't look better, but you sound better. I don't think I don't think a microphone can do that. Well, they do say you have a face for radio. Oh, oh, oh. Special shout out to JT Money for shipping this amazing new microphone, though. Look yeah. at that. Yeah, yeah. It, Ooh, man. You sound a whole better. You sound a whole <laughs> lot better. <laughs> I mean, and you mentioned it earlier, like before we started recording that what we, if you'd listen to like our first episode and then you listen to hopefully this one, depending on how it turns yeah. out, but yeah, the quality is good. I don't, I don't know about the, you know, if they're good or not, but it's up there. We, we were going home one night and Landon and I were in the car and I was fiddling on the Spotify, listening to the different podcasts. And I pulled one up from uh, the Keith Kilpatrick interview. You remember that guy, Keith I, Kilpatrick? Yeah. That guy's a and um, you remember him? Yeah. yeah. So uh, anyways, just the, the it was like we're talking in a cup, you know. It was so terrible. And it's like, man, we had some pretty good content back then. And it's almost like, do we need to redo those shows? Because I think right now. We got some pretty good quality uh, sound and sound and stuff. So yeah, I don't we, know. Should we give Johnny Knowlton a call? He's at a new church now, so we could just start over. Just delete My all goodness. the delete, delete all the episodes. Don't delete the graphic because it took us a year to get it <laughs> to what it is now. Um, <laughs> Thank you, Apple and Garrett. Here's your here's your shout out, Garrett Garrett Gardner Gardner Music. Uh, he will help you with sound systems and uh, lead your worship at Dean all at the same time. Um, He's been doing it for a long time. Long time. Um, yeah. So quality is up. Uh, that means we have to record more. And hopefully we will be able to do this every Monday instead of Thursday because it's a little late in the week. It's Easter week. It is Easter week. Got a Passover Seder tonight. Uh, I can't. I got. I came in the office late just because of that. Technically, yeah. I'm not on the clock yet, but uh, I will be in here shortly. But I showed up early so we can record an episode since you are now set up. Um, yeah. I noticed that you didn't brush your hair uh, before we got on. That camera. is. That is. That is brushed. Is it? Yes, I fixed my hair. You purposely fixed your hair that way. You don't think this is like a cool do? Maybe. Well, that's why you're wearing a hat because what did you do to your hair? Uh, I need a haircut. That's why I'm wearing a hat. <laughs> uh, Jacob usually rolls that ball fade. 
exactly high top man it looks sharp too but i went a month because i was I went switch jobs, so my paychecks weren't. I I went basically a month without paychecks. I was like, mm, got to cut cost everywhere, and then I decided not to get a haircut because I typically get it every two weeks. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I was like, I'll just wait. And then the this past weekend, I finally get paid. I decided to go fishing all weekend instead. So uh, priorities, but I am scheduled to get a haircut tomorrow morning before I come back into the church. So. Just, just for historical record, how many fish did you catch? That is none of your business. <laughs> but you enjoyed the water, didn't you? We, I caught nothing. Uh, <laughs> saw a lot on the fish finder. I just couldn't get the. I, I didn't find. I saw some things. I'm, I'm thinking they're catfish, just by the size of the, the. I don't know what you call that. The curvature on the uh, fish finder, but yeah, it was. I couldn't get to them. That was like 30, 40 feet. Uh, yeah. But I ran into the crappie, which if you haven't had crappie, that's good food. Is it really? It is. Um, it has just such a crappy name, though. <laughs> Let me make sure I get the <laughs> last one. Uh, I actually, I didn't label my... Uh, Board. Oh my gosh! We talked about this last time. But I typed, last episode we were going to label the drop-in soundboard, and we no. I no. I wrote down every. I, I typed it down, so it's on my screen right now. But I forgot. <laughs> I know your joke came across as not funny. Well, no, I know. I mean, that was a perfect opportunity for a drop-in. That this one, the cricket one, is better. Uh, whatever whatever yeah so i saw a bunch of crappie on the fish finder and uh my buddy cody he was he's out on the lake with us too uh, and i called him and he came over he has a live scope on his boat now and uh he said he could tell see me the, tell me exactly what that does because it sounds intricate dude cody's boat from when we started fishing together till now is one of the most high-tech things i've ever seen wow uh, <coughs> Sorry, it was like a it's like a eight thousand dollar boat, but he probably has like I don't know eight thousand dollars of equipment just on it now. Wow! So, so he, he has a fish finder. He's a seven inch uh, Helix Six with a uh, side view uh, hummingbird, which is a great. That's what I put on my my kayak. Um, uh, you have to look it up, but it, uh, I put a Helix Five on my kayak. Uh, yeah, hummingbird helix five, uh, mainly because they they actually c- can connect to your main Kodak trolling motor, uh, which is a brand of trolling motor, and that's the kind I have in mind. Uh, no joke. Um, but I couldn't afford the helix the heel the right one to connect because well, I'm on that student pastor associate pastor salary, so yeah. Uh, and then a live scope. Cody has a Garmin live scope. Uh, basically, it's it's like a fish finder, but it's live. Like, you know, on a fish finder, it's mounted underneath your boat, and it uh, you basically just see like little waves of where the fish mm-hmm. are. Uh, mm-hmm. And then on a live scope, 
it's a it's kind of the same concept but it's live like you 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 can drop your lure in and you can actually see it drop down into and then you can basically put your lure right in front of the fish wow it's intense it's ex- extremely expensive so i'll probably never mm. unless you know i hit that lottery and uh, by then i won't be fishing out of my kayak yeah but yeah uh it's it would be it's a lot of people call it video game fishing because it's you just sit there um and you can actually turn the the transmitter or, to different sides of the boat so you can uh, see what's around it and uh he was using it real and he when i found the i found the crappie on my fish finder and then i called him and he came over and he he scanned it but he's like i can't get these things to to the bite and then i go home and then the next day these people were catching you know limited out on crappie no from, way i'm decker i'm like how like one my kayak couldn't handle that if i i don't i wouldn't know where to put them it's not enough room but yeah yeah listen if you're just tuning in this is youth pastors or fishermen too so we're so <laughs> glad that you joined us today that's funny that's a you know what i'm gonna do <laughs> Come on, man. that might be the funniest joke you made since we started this podcast yeah yeah <laughs> Enough about me. Holy I am holy going holy. since my typically my day off is on Friday, and but you know since it's Good Friday, uh, and uh, I get I'm going to take Monday off, mm. and I'm going to get the old kayak back out. And, nice. Uh, I don't know what I'm where I'm going to go, but uh, I may stick to Lake Bass Drop just to do a little bass fishing, or uh, if those crappier, you know. Maybe I can go get some crappie and have it before I have surgery next week. So, oh man, Tuesday, Wednesday, Wednesday, Wednesday. Okay, yeah. Jacob uh, has an old uh, professional softball injury that he has to deal with. So, yeah, uh, you know, it's a hard reality check that I'm not as young as I used to be. <laughs> a, I think there's a country song about that. Yeah, I think I once was. Anyways, Something like that. You're not here to hear me sing. Yeah, I have surgery next week to fix a torn bicep tendon and a labrum in my shoulder. Mm-hmm. So my softball days may or may not be over. They they said it all depends on how you heal. So yeah. Um, but my fishing days are up because I just got a kayak. Uh, a very high tech kayak yeah it's less it's it's less rowing than you'd think so as you know as a listener don't think that jacob's out there rowing this kayak around okay um i'm now he could but he's not i i the other day i had to because i got i got caught up in some wheat like the seaweed and it wrapped around my uh propeller oh no and and the good the cool thing about this the mincota is that it automatically shuts down if it feels any resistance so you're not like replacing anything and so i had to paddle my way out and then pull up the the motor and clean it out and smooth sailing after that so there you go there you go well very cool well uh what do you want to get to the topic what do you think i mean we can we can i was gonna ask how you're doing like i mean enough about me this podcast is not about me Stop it. Stop it. 
We're having fun either way. Yeah, it's um, kind of one of those weeks where there's so much going on that we don't, you know, we didn't really discuss a topic. We're just going to talk about certain things we're going to do. Like we're yeah, kind of yeah. to implement or implicate, not implicate, that's criminal stuff. Uh, implicate. You've been listening to too many uh, criminal podcasts. I, or, uh, I've been listening to a lot of, other. lot of court podcasts the last couple of days, just trying to figure out law stuff. Not that I'm, in, in, not, you know, not because of me. Just trying to well, understand the law. Just some, just some, just some new, uh, new avenues there to listen to. So you've got these, you've got some different vocabulary words. Yeah. Uh, some, some implementation that uh, that's a good that word. We're looking at that we're looking at doing. Um, you know, just briefly. Uh, just, just man, getting ready for Easter. Uh, you know, head down and. What are you uh, doing, dude? What are you doing for Easter? What's your church doing for Easter? Um, we're we're doing just a just big a worship service. Yeah, he's. Uh, and I don't want to spoil anything that Tim might be doing, but well, um, I don't, he's going to do something completely music-wise on stage. Um, normally, it's just a regular band, uh, but he's going to add something. Uh, a kind choir. Of a throwback. Look at that. A choir. He's going to add a choir. Nice. Um, he added he added a new um, presentation feature also to the sanctuary. We've kind of been working on that for the last four or five weeks, um, and I got to you know be on the scissors lift and do all that stuff. So. Uh, I forgot how how uh, afraid of heights I was. You know, maybe it was a, <laughs> I think it's a twenty six foot uh, cherry picker or whatever. But I just, you know, I just, oh gosh, those things, and then they sway, and I just, I, uh, it's like if I'm up there and I'm working, I actually have to grab the beam, and that just ha- it gives me some type of peace uh, while I'm up there trying to run wires. But then again, you know, if that, that chair picker falls and I'm holding on to the beam, I don't know if I can hold on very long. That's my thought. I'm like, mm. what are you going to like get a ladder and try to save me? Or should I just let go and break two legs, break an arm? I don't know. You know, I'm not probably not going to die, but either way, it's a little, little frightening. Well, remember <laughs> when it comes to your life or death, you may have some strength in there that you wouldn't uh, typically have. Yeah. Hey, do you remember, yeah, maybe so. Do you remember that time? I don't know if you ever saw him. When we were at Highland Lakes, uh, we had, you know, that old, it was like a, you know, like a lineman's truck that had the little box. And, yes. Uh, it was old. It was like a 90s model. Uh, but I was one of the only ones that knew how to drive it because it was, uh, it was like the high-low 18-speed truck. And, uh, and I wouldn't say I knew how to drive it. I just figured it out. And we you remember we used to have all these volunteers come in in the off season, and for some reason uh, the director at the time wanted a floodlight down at Miles, not Miles, uh, the Prairie Garden. Oh yeah. And I had to, so I drove that truck up there, and uh, the, the this I I forget what they called them. Uh, lift but lift bucket. Well, no, the volunteers like the camp, oh oh campers on like a mission. Camper, yeah, campers on mission or something. Uh, so. He was like, all right, get me up there. Because he was an electrician. He was a retired electrician. And he was like, I'm going to put this light up there. And I was like, okay, well, here's how you control it. He's like, no, no, no. I want you to control it and take me up there. So me and this other guy squeeze into this bucket and go, I don't know, 40, 50. You are both in the bucket? Yeah. And we, and like 50 feet and like off to the side. And that thing just swayed back and forth. Uh, People were driving like. Clay Albright drove by and he was laughing because it. I mean, we were like, 
it was like two people wedged in this tiny little bucket and I had my back to him. He had his back to me and we were just like rubbing backs and all I was doing was standing there while he was like mounting this uh, floodlight. And it was uh, one of the probably most awkward thing I did at Highland Lakes when I was there. And, uh, till this day, I think about that every time I see one of them electric, like lineman trucks drive by the highway. And you survived. I survived. Uh, Never. We we survived out on Lake's camp. <laughs> yeah, me and that guy never uh, spoke after that because it, <laughs> it was weird. It's like, you should have taken me to dinner first or something. Holy moly, Batman. So I thought it was well, listen, <laughs> listen, we've, <laughs> we both, uh, we both are currently uh, student pastors and we both have uh, students. And, and one thing, um, one thing I always see that can be uncomfortable and or uh, an obstacle that you need to overcome, and that's uh, welcoming new students. And yeah. it's that new student factor when that new student walks in the door uh, for the first time. And, uh, you know, I think the desire of both of our hearts is, and every youth pastor's heart is for that student to feel welcomed, uh, to feel like they can find a place that uh, they can come and feel safe, that they can uh, learn about Jesus and um, that they can build a relationship with other friends and um, yeah, just, just all those things. Right. And um, I think as, as youth pastors, part of our job is to begin to instill that hospitality trait, that welcoming trait into some of our more outgoing and um, you know, friendly students, not yeah. saying they're not all outgoing and friendly, uh, but uh just that idea that uh, it's it's not only is it our job as youth pastors to, to welcome that student and to bring them into to the group, uh, but also um, that the students do it too, right? Yeah. Because um, I have seen this is a real life scenario where there was a brand new person. They come in. And, um, in, in my situation, um, it was, a, it was, a, they set their own chairs up for worship and this person set their chair up right here in the middle and no one set their chair around that person. Mm -hmm. And so I had to literally lean over to uh, some of my students and say, Hey, could you invite uh, that new person to maybe sit in your row? And after it was brought to their attention, they went ahead and yeah, they invited that person to join their row, but there was just this awkward, I looked out and, um, they were by themselves completely. So you, you, you see what are, uh, what I'm getting here, right? Yeah. You know, students that by themselves, they may not come back cause they're, they're like, Oh no, I, I don't have any friends. It's awkward. I uh, sat by myself and you know, some people want to sit by themselves like introverted people. Like, you know, when I walk into a crowd, I, I don't want to be, uh, the first thing I don't want 500 people coming up to me be like, Hey, come sit with us. I'm like, mm, I don't know you, but, uh, so I'm old enough to push past that. Like, that's how I, like, you have to, you know, figure that out as an adult. You can't just be like, or a, even a pastor, you have to have like, shut off your introvert and be, be a semi, uh, extrovert. That's what Keith told me one time. Uh, he's like, I'm not introverted but I'm not extroverted. I'm like, oh, so you're a weirdo. Um, 
but he's like, no, you know, in this position, you have to be extroverted and, you know, and, you know, kids haven't, if they're that way, then they haven't figured like they, they have no reason to yet. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely helps Um, if uh, other people invite you in. Yeah. Yeah. And I think another, another scenario that you want to avoid is, uh, is that awkward, um, I had some students run to run at me one time and, and just like scream, there's a new person here. There's a new person here. Oh my gosh, Jeremy, there's a new person here. And I'm like, uh, tone it down and let's don't react that way, please. Yeah. That person definitely not coming back. He made them stand out. (laughs) So anyways, uh, you know, just, just beginning to instill that, um, that welcoming and uh, hospitality within whether it's a, uh, I think for me, uh, I think instilling that in a certain group at first, yeah. um, maybe some more older, more mature, uh, those that understand, uh, you know, boys and girls uh, that are going to go and, and, and be that, that kind of that first impression of our student group. And um, so that's, that's kind of what, what I'm working at, um, at just building the culture of being welcome um, and even take it to the next level and just, uh, you know, reach the reaching out level too. So like whether you have a group of, of 15 or you have a group of 40, you know, you notice if so-and-so hadn't been there for, you know, a few weeks, well, if you notice that, then maybe you ought to reach out. Well, what if, what if one of your students in your group reached out to that student that went yeah. there for a few weeks? Right. Yeah. So let me ask you this. What and what characteristics? I know you said older youth, but like what else? Like, what are you what are you looking for? Like, when you're, I know you're in the early process of like putting this together, and I, I've seen the email you sent out just to you know look over. But and what characteristics of a student are you looking for to be you know that person? Well, so far, um, I've actually asked introverts and extroverts uh, to be a part of it, and I think either way, uh, it works. Um, and, and even in the, on the fly, I've just gone up to students before and then said, Hey, can you just go over there and introduce yourself? I really would appreciate it. And so I think there's a little bit of, I, I think, I think ultimately anybody can do it. Yeah. Right. Um, and so it's just a matter of beginning to teach it and then, then it trickle down. So I would say identifying, like for me, I think what I'm doing is I'm identifying my leaders who can do it, like who are naturally the leaders in the group. And then from that, it'll trickle down to the rest of the group. Cause at that point, right. You, you've got, you don't have to, everybody's doing it. Yeah. Right. Everybody's doing it at that point. You have created this culture of welcoming and hospitality and just being a friendly group. Right. Yeah. Um, and so I think that's, that's, that's the angle right now that, that I'm pursuing and it seems to work. No one has looked at me and said, no, I'm not going to go introduce myself to that person. No one, no one's told me that they won't go. And so, um, uh, I think that's in the empowerment or even just the reminder or the coaching, because at some point they didn't learn to do that. Right. Yeah. They didn't learn to be that welcoming person. Now they might've done it in, in public school settings or in other social settings, they did it at one point or they were that new person, but they don't, they don't know how to like in implement that. And so, um, yeah, I think it's just, to me, it's, it's identifying the leaders and then, and then praying it trickles down to the rest of the group. So. What kind of training are you going to give these, 
students are you gonna have training i assume i yeah yeah definitely definitely gonna do some training and and the training starts with uh it's all about connection right we need to connect uh with the students and um to me that starts with introducing yourself and um it also goes to remember that student's name um and you know what for students and students i think it's okay for them hey i forgot your name i know you're here last week but i mean if they do remember the name it's like so much better right yeah um but and then just connecting with hey you know do you read books do you uh do you like movies do you like tv shows and and then so just i think you have to teach that mm-hmm. you have to teach your students your leaders how to engage in conversation and then once they've engaged in that conversation then they then next time you see them then you encourage them to go ahead and and do the follow up with that right just yeah. hey i'm so glad you're back uh lizzie i'm so glad you came back i'm uh, i'm just glad you're here uh, you have any good did you read any did you read anything fun last week or you know, or, you know, don't pick on somebody, but if they've got an injury or whatever, but how did you, what happened? You know, can you tell me about it? Or, or, and then the next week, are you feeling better? You know, does the doctor say you're going to get out of that cast soon or, or whatever. And so just engaging that connection. So I think instilling connection, teaching the students how to do that. And then, um, and then just helping them to begin to identify uh, when, when they need to reach out and when, um, when it's a good, good opportunity, whether that's a text or an email or, or you see them that following uh, meeting, whether it's Wednesday or Sunday, right? Are you like passing out like connection cards too? Like, yeah. So what we do is when we have a new student, we have, we have passed them a connect card and we take a little bit of information from them. And then I give them what I call a connector card. And that connector card is super simple. It actually is uh, the logo on one side and then on the other side, it's a QR code, and it just pushes them, actually pushes them to our website. And then from our website, it's got information about the group. It's got all of our social media links. And then on that same connector card, it has our service time. So it's, you know, Sunday, 9 a.m., Wednesday at 630. So they know they have all the information right there. It's in the little business card. And uh, and hopefully they they connect with us. You know, so. that uh, online comp- youth conference that we watched uh they promoted uh i forget what it was called but it was uh and i was thinking about i really have to look into it and i talked to kevin about it just kind of give him like you know the the benefit of it but uh it's like a text message program like a uh, thing that you say okay i i was gonna put on cards and pass it out to new students or even existing in it it it's like a text message system that it it sends back, hey, welcome to, you know, Manchac Baptist, and we're glad you're here. If you want more information on, like, you know, children's program, push one, or text back one. If you want more information on student ministry, push two. Uh, if you want to know about our dodgeball tournament next week, push three, and they reply and it gives them all that information. And you can also put in like a registration link and all that stuff. I was really thinking about doing that. <coughs> it was, I just have to, you know, walk, you know, Kevin through it and be like, this is a good way to like advertise like certain things. And, um, but, and, and, you know, I mean, it's an automated text, yeah. but I mean, how many automated texts do we deal with today? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's just become natural. And if you get an automated text, cool. And then you, 
the more information that you can get in uh, their students' hand and your parents' hands, the better, right? Yeah. So that's that's I love that idea. Yeah, I uh, we had a group of uh, three sisters. Two of them were twins, but they go to separate schools, which I thought was weird. But apparently, one mm. of them's like super like gymnastic, like mm. kind of, like travels the country to do gymnastics. But wow, so she, so she goes to like a private school. But uh, I had one of her one of the you know our students go to them because they went to the same they one of them went to the same school so mm. i was able to uh get her, their mom's email and i was able mm-hmm. to reach out that afternoon and she was and they've been coming back ever since and she's like mm. no we've been visiting churches for months and nobody's reached out afterwards just to uh check in like i all i wow. did was say hey uh here's some events coming up if you have any questions on what we're doing on wednesdays or sundays or uh even you know nerf night that we're having coming up then just reach out you have my email i gave her my f- cell phone number and and mm-hmm. they've been coming back ever since and um man if you have students doing that like just just getting some kind of connection or you know phone number it's it's that relationship that building you're you're totally right you're totally right we have this we have this database or whatever yeah and um and i ran a report the other day and i just looked at the have they been here the last four meetings and when i say meetings uh, sunday wednesday sunday wednesday have they been have they missed four meetings in a row and i can pull all that data dude i sent like 12 emails and i have since seen at least three of those kids pop back in you know i I, you know we get that life's busy and we get that you know you might not be at every single meeting but if you get an email and you know that uh you're you're sending that connection like whether it's the youth pastor or it's my my uh my connect team that might send that out you know peer-to-peer yeah uh, man there's something to it just like you said we we have to follow up. We have to follow through. We have to love on these people because ultimately we're building relationships, and and these relationships hopefully are going to last for a long time. Man, we have the same, that's the, we have the same program, but it's all manual. So I have to like do roll every Sunday, and yeah, I'm I'm terrible at it. And mm. so I get emails saying, oh, a student hasn't been here in six weeks. I'm like, no, he was here last week. And it's because I don't do the role. Yeah. Uh, so, but I, I can keep a pretty good mindset and students mm-hmm. are like, this is something I didn't experience at the other church is that the students here, they're like real noticeable. Like when someone's not there, like, oh, we yeah. haven't seen uh, a, a random name, Sarah in a couple of weeks. Uh, and they're like, I'd be like, oh, well, that's good observation. I'm going to reach out. Like, mm-hmm. uh, I have one student that we haven't seen since Disciple Now, and I'm like, I need, I need to reach out to him. I and I don't notice those things because, you know, as a a student pastor slash associate pastor, my Sunday mornings are like crazy busy, so I don't, yeah, I don't notice certain things. Uh, and so just to get your students involved, that's, that's a genius idea. And I, I yeah. liked that you sent me the email like of your, or was it an email or text to your, your, your adult volunteers, the, of your plan. And I was like, that's, that's 
I may have to try to make something up like that. But. Yeah, yeah. It's good stuff. So uh, however we connect, let's connect, right? Yeah. Man, uh, you're you're working on something right now. Tell me, tell me a little bit about what you're working on. Uh, I'm working on a summer intern program. Uh, so last year we had a, a individual that she basically just volunteered her time uh, through the summer and really just you know, was there to do things and uh, college student, former student of the, the student ministry, and I uh, took her to camp as an intern. Um, that's the only way I could get her because she wasn't old enough. Um, like you had to be 19 to be a sponsor at camp and she was only 18, but she had already finished a year of college. Yeah. And so I took her under the, uh, title of intern. And so she had to, uh, be my TLC, which is like your team lead help, whatever. Cause mm-hmm. like we did the mission thing and mm-hmm. I came back the, and I, on our way back from camp, I asked her, I was like, would you be interested in like doing this all summer if I could get it paid? And so mm-hmm. our budget came around, uh, at the end of the summer. That's when we start working on our year budget. Cause our mm-hmm. fiscal year is from January to December. So, uh, our first draft has to be done in like November or something. So when we got back from camp, I started working on that and I started asking, Hey, can we do this? Is this possible? Is it, can I put this in the budget? And everybody said, just give it a try. We'll see if the, the church approves it. And they did. And so, uh, I've started putting together a program, uh, because I don't want her just to be, I don't want the position to just to be, Oh, I need you to do this, this, and this. I want some, I want the intern whoever it is, uh, to actually learn how church works, um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, between mm-hmm. the budgeting and planning events, teaching, like, how do I, how do I do this? And, um, uh, and not in just in student ministry, but I also have it set up to where she's going to spend, um, 30 minutes or an hour, uh, talking with everybody's in the church that's on staff, like she's going to spend time speaking to Kevin about how, what he does and how he does it. And, uh, his thought process, uh, she's going to spend 30 to an hour, 30 minutes to an hour with, uh, Lisa as an office manager to see how she does it and how she plans it and everything that she does. Uh, children's director. Uh, I mean, we have two children's directors and I hope that she gets to spend time with them and, uh, kind of just figure out everything out. And, uh, hopefully in one day that, if in the future that you know ministry may be her calling or their calling sorry i've already mm-hmm. already hired the intern so it's a her this year mm-hmm. um but so that's but in the future it doesn't always have to be the same person but yeah, yeah this week i basically put a booklet together um basically i called it uh the intern the- summer intern oh that's not it i was trying to pull it up Summer, the intern program, uh, basically guidebook, and it it goes through like a, a, the schedule and, um, you know, my the goal of the whole thing is not just to have an assistant because you know our summers are busy. Like, yeah, uh, we were talking about a staff meeting yesterday that, you know, all the other programs in the church kind of slow down during the summer, but the student ministry is like ramped up. Like, we we plan an event for every week. Uh, mm-hmm. We try to hang out all all summer, like two or three times throughout the week. During the day, we 
you know, the option is going to be to come hang out with me here at the church now that I'm full time. Yeah. And it would be, it's nice to have that assistant, but I also want to like t- develop a leader and we're going to go through a book, uh, together. I'm going to pull it up so I can, um, recommend it. Um, but yeah, I found a book that I, I kind of briefed over. It's called lead strong developing character for ministry leadership by Philip Rosmanson. Mm-hmm. And so not only is that going to help me, cause I have to read it too. It, develop other people to be leaders so that the person's going to develop into a, 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 a leader for the church. So it's, yeah, so it's it's something I've never it's something I've always wanted to do, but never had the ability to do. And right. Manchek has really got behind it. And I'm uh, so if you have any advice on how to do that, and I would really greatly appreciate that. That uh, we can, I will take any advice on it. Uh, any things that you do with your interns, if you have them, if you don't, then yeah, you can always reach out to me, and I can give you some advice but like i said this is the first summer i've officially had the able to do it yeah uh, and it has a like a real program like i i ordered her a, 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 t- a tiny desk man i was looking <laughs> this is funny i was like you know how funny it would be to get like a school desk and put yeah it, put it in my office uh it was cheaper for me to buy a computer desk than a school desk no because they're vintage now well, not even if they're vintage. It's just that they're like a hundred and like fifty bucks, <laughs> and that's without the chair. Oh my gosh! Seriously? And I was like, dang! I thought it would be funny, but I, I, I ain't spending money on that. So I bought like an IKEA desk that her first responsibility when she gets here is to put that together? desk together. Just like, just like everybody that starts a new job at a church, the first thing you do is put your desk together, and then decorate it she can't decorate because it's going to be in the corner of my office because yeah I, nobody touches is, is your fireplace over there it is my fireplace is there uh yeah. i don't know where it's going to go but i might need to move a bookshelf so <laughs> well and i think your your intern program you know uh just getting to meet her last summer and work with her there's there's more that relationship layer right she can connect with the students in ways that you can't connect with the students uh, whether it's interest or whether it's just that she's a female, right? Yeah. Because, uh, uh, you know, obviously males and females communicate differently and go through different things. And so uh, just having her on board uh, is going to help to develop and build those relationships. And I think I think that's a wonderful, wonderful program you got there. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm excited about it. Just to, and, I, and I told her when I, I – I mean, I went through an interview with her. Like I took her to lunch and we went through a questionnaire because, you know, if she wasn't – if I didn't feel like, you know, it was an official interview, if I felt like she wasn't really into it, then I wasn't, I was going to find somebody else. And she, sure. passed, she passed the colors, but, um, uh, I, and I told her when that interview that, you know, this is our first like inaugural summer intern thing. So some things may work, but some things may, may not work, but, uh, she just has to bear with us and I'm going to depend on her really on feedback on how we do it. And, yeah, uh, that's great. I, I love that. I trust her to do that. it. Uh, she, like I said, she was a student here. She's her parents come here, her grandparents come here. So, uh, 
I think it, it'll be fun. And she comes in what about a m- little over a month. May twelfth is. Can you believe it's already April sixth? I know, and I'm like, dang, and I'm about to lose a week. And like, yeah, I'm not even ready for summer. I have other things. I have a new soundboard coming in for the worship center. Uh, mm-hmm. Hopefully today or tomorrow, and and like I'm just like, oh man, that's like it's almost summer. I don't have anything planned for summer yet, other than student camp and uh, VBS. Yeah, but like our weekly things, I haven't. I mean, I I dabbled in some things, but you know, trying to communicate with companies through email non-existent. Yeah, it's real frustrating. So if you're exactly. you have a business like a trampoline park in Austin, South Austin, and <laughs> someone emailed you, you should probably email back because I'm bringing like 30 <laughs> students and that's a big, I need, some, yeah. I need some advice and some answers before I do that. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Well, maybe you should call them. I hate talking on the phone, dude. It's as a, I just, man, sometimes Sometimes you get those people that are like, hey, I'm just a texter. At the end of the day, I'm like, I just want to pick the phone up and call. So, anyways. Yeah, I. that's why I tried to email, and I guess I can call them, but, you know, uh, maybe I'll get that intern to do all my phone calls. There you go. There you go. She could, she could, she can knock that out. Yeah. So. Well, Jacob, do we need to talk more about fishing, or do you think we're good? I, I could talk about fishing all day. Uh, <laughs> all right. All right. Well, yeah, I'm glad you got a, your mic situation fixed and hopefully we could do this regularly. Uh, we, I won't be in office on Monday, so we may have to figure out a time on Tuesday and then, okay. uh, I mean, I guess we could talk about this offline, but you yeah, know, we could, we, we could, could. We let the listeners know that, uh, I will after Wednesday, after surgery, I won't be in until another week. So yeah, we may need to pop out two episodes next week. All right. Well, I'm sure we can take care of that. And and again, uh, shout out to Jacob for this awesome new microphone, and uh, and Garrett Gardner Music. Uh, he can lead worship for you. And uh, any other plugs that we need to plug? Uh, not that I know of. Not that I know of. Happy Happy Easter. I don't want to date the episode, but Happy Easter. Well, we've already talked about. Yeah, that's true. Happy Easter. It's Thursday. <laughs> we have uh, a Passover Seder tonight. Um, we have Good Friday service tomorrow. We have an extravaganza on Saturday. And then obviously we have Easter Sunday. And it's my mom's birthday on Sunday. So busy day. Busy week, actually. And then, and then Jacob will sleep on Monday. Uh, I'm going fishing instead of sleeping. So, oh yeah, that's right, that's right, that's right. Um, and then Tuesday I'll come in. We can record, and then I have surgery on Wednesday. So, uh, you know what would be funny All if right. if we recorded an episode after as this, as I came out of surgery. Oh yeah, that'd be awesome. It'd be you talking, and I'm going. <laughs> or you might say some random stuff. Uh, it may get me in trouble. Uh, so, well, Jacob, let's uh, let's plan on doing this next week then. All right, and we don't have to worry about your mic. Thank you for listening to the Youth Pastors Are Pastors Too podcast. 
Find us, rate us, and review us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and SoundCloud. If you want to see our ugly faces, look for us on YouTube. While you're at it, give us a like on Facebook. See you next week.